0: You know things I know some too sit right down the fems plain them to you If there's a thing you want to explain these two feminists can entertain nerdy stuff sexy stuff so much to know Tune in for the Femsplain Show
1: Hi listeners. Hi, listeners, and hi Diana. Hey, Avalon. Welcome to FemSplained. Welcome to FemSplained. I'm I'm not sure what it is anymore, so I've started <laughs> asking it as a question.
2: <laughs> that's fine. I thought we were just gonna do like a stop copying me kind of thing.
1: Oh um no, I I I'll get trapped in that. I I did have siblings growing up, so that oh, is traumatic to me. That's yeah. Fair.
2: <laughs> yeah, I just have to I have to Recreate those situations that I missed out on.
1: Yeah, yeah. No, sorry, not not today. <laughs> not not feeling it today. But uh, what is what is Femsplained? Femsplained is a podcast that we made up. Yeah, that sounds pretty good. It's also <laughs> I, It's getting
2: more and more concise <laughs> every time. Yeah, Femmesplained it's also is a girls-only clubhouse podcast in which two queer fem humans named Avalon and Diana. Have created space to teach each other about the things that we nerd out about.
1: Yeah. That's pretty much it. Yeah, that's it. That's all it is. Yep. And <laughs> uh, and right now, going on, there is a really cool sale that you should check out oh. from the Sewn so Nerdware <laughs> store.
2: There was <is> no transition <laughs> there at all. <laughs> you just gave and, up on the second half of the intro.
1: <laughs> yeah, well. We don't know what our intro is, so I figured we do. I'd just
2: it's just because in. you as a listener may not be queer or femme does not mean you can't uh, live, laugh, and love with us. <laughs> but
1: <laughs> <laughs> now it's turned into one of those things that middle-aged ladies hang up over their beds.
2: I know. Uh- <laughs> I think of that every time I listen back to like old episodes, where I'm like, we're clearly just so close to hitting that bathroom wall art. That all yeah. of our aunts have.
1: Yeah, except <laughs> ours is just like a slight amount gayer.
2: Just a little bit gayer. Um, anyway, uh, you hold whatever di- identity you want to listen to this podcast. We're just giving you permission to exist outside of our identities. Um, but we are not giving you permissions to be involved in this podcast.
1: <laughs> no, you're not allowed to be involved in no. this podcast.
2: Nope. But what you
1: are allowed to do mm. is buy so nerdwear.
2: <laughs> yes. All right, there you go. There's the transition. If um, you
1: go to com right now and at checkout use the code femsplained, you will get 10% off.
2: What kind of things are you going to find there?
1: Nerdy-ass t-shirts and also like baby clothes and mugs and stuff. And there's a lot of
2: queer nerd stuff on there, too. Damn, is that where you can go to find Fem Splained loot?
1: No, but would you <laughs> like some? <'Cause laughs> I would like some. We would, we would like to make some, but uh, haven't yet. So you know,
2: yeah. I guess. If, if stay you, tuned. If you want to encourage us to make some, then maybe we'll be more likely to
1: shower Avalon in compliments on social media because. She's the one with the with the only talent between us to do that, so we need we need her.
2: I don't want to be feel... showered with compliments. I want to be showered with light hearted insults and ribbing.
1: Oh, okay. All right. So tell Avalon to fuck off on social media, and maybe we'll get a t shirt.
2: Yeah. If you say Avalon, fuck off. Design a t shirt. Fudge <laughs> off you fuck. Then I'm probably a lot more likely to dot 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 dot.
1: I love it. Good. Well, that's what Femmesplained is. Uh, Last week, we had an Avalon-esque episode. This week, something exciting is happening. But before we get to that, Avalon, what did nerd culture do for you lately?
2: Oh, my God. This is so exciting. This is the second time that I've really only had a week of experiences to pull upon, which makes it a lot easier for me to answer this with a firm yes or a no. Because I am not like Good. scraping the back of my brain for things that have happened over the past six months, but in the past week I had a show. Um, I don't. I don't know if it counts really as nerdy, but I did a Muppet Christmas Carol burlesque number.
1: Um, I cannot believe <laughs> that you did not tell me that. We're you're in trouble. We're in a fight. <laughs> You know how I feel about the Muppets.
2: Yeah. Um, yeah, I did uh, a duet with the same performer that I did the Sailor Moon number with last month. We did. We just did a Marley and Marley lip sync.
1: Oh, <laughs> my God. I'm so proud. I'm so mad. I'm so jealous. That's I how feel... I
2: feel all the time when you say things. All, all of, of that right feelings. now. Like, yeah. <laughs> Um, no, it was fun. It was, uh, we did a holidays in July themed show. We, our troupe tends to not do holiday in December shows for various reasons. So it was really my only outlet to like, get to do the Christmas number I've always wanted to do, which is Marley and Marley. Um, oh my God. So I, just my fun. heart. Yeah. And then I did, um, my other holidays in July number is I did a Groundhog's Day number. Um, which very heavily featured Francis in a very funny way. Um, <laughs> uh, like. Yeah, so I was, so I did, um, a version of Me and My Shadow and was just like, I don't know, I wasn't really happy with my costume as part of my concept. I didn't feel groundhoggy enough, but I just kind of did this number where, like, I'm attractive, and then also I can't find my shadow, and lyrically, this song is about how me and my shadow, like, are really connected. Uh, and so I spent the first <laughs> half of the number, like. Looking for it, and then you know, some stripping was involved, and then Francis ran out from backstage in like a full Zenny suit. That was black and, like, did a little bit of, like, jumping from side to side behind me as I turned around to look for him. <laughs> and he oh my very God. hilariously, like, forgot to take his glasses off before he put the Zenny suit on. So, like, the Zenny suit had, like, glasses underneath it, which was really, really funny. And then I found him and then we just, like, danced a little bit and then it was over. But uh, they were both pretty chill numbers, not, like, super intensive. Both my numbers were, like, barely two and a half minutes, which is super quick. So it was a it was a pretty relaxed show altogether. Uh, In terms of what I've been consuming, um, I have not. I did just binge something. What did I just binge? Oh, I watched season three of Stranger Things, and oh, awesome! I have I have good feelings about that. It definitely the first two seasons to me had like a very distinct early '80s vibe, and this one definitely had a new vibe to it. For me, with like it being set in 1985, I think the pop culture references it was drawing upon were kind of fresher than the first two seasons, um, which I liked. And I have not played any video games, and that's nice. my whole week.
1: Well, uh, that's that's pretty awesome. I'm yeah. really, I have a lot of feelings about that this burlesque, <laughs> burlesque thing. Numbers. I'm like, I'm really, really <laughs> upset and mad. But, yeah, so my nerd culture experience in the last week has basically been that I started playing the old Sonic games again.
2: Oh, good! (laughs) That's
1: that's pretty much, I think that's it. I don't know. What else am I doing? I think right Um, now... You're
2: continuing to put a lot of effort into that venture. It seems like you've been doing a lot of map stuff.
1: Yes, so I've been doing lots of custom map stuff. I am planning a custom D and D experience for some local first time players that's gonna be really exciting. Yay. and I'm planning a gaming event in September for the Cogs oh, family nice. and uh, duh, 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 I'm planning something else much sooner. And that's what I've been doing. Well, well, that's
2: not nerd culture, but it is time-consuming culture, and we feel I it's, feel like racked with guilt every time I remember that that is happening. No, I love it so much. I'm so excited. Yes. Ugh, that does remind me. You saying that uh, that I I ran my own personal game for the first time in oh, a yeah. long time mm-hmm. um, the other night, and it was soup's fun. It felt like. I felt like I had leveled up a little bit like in terms of being as a GM. A GM. Yeah. It just yeah. went really well. Mm-hmm. Um, so that felt cool for me and we're going into our first ever festival episode. Oh, uh, those are the best. I'm so excited, so but good. I am just having to do so much, um, like in terms of establishing the games and this and that, which is actually really fun. It's just like a type of yeah. game prep that I've never done before. And I'm really enjoying it. Yes.
1: That. Oh, I have a list of like really like silly like gag items oh, the, yeah. for sale. Like yeah. if you want like a like a co- comedic vendor who <laughs> Love so, that. Yeah. There's it's so
2: fun to do a festival episode. Ugh, oh, I'm so um, excited. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. So I'm looking forward to that. I interrupted you, though. And then I guess just collectively, we've got some mysterious stuff on the horizon. Ooh, unexplained announcements Ooh, coming soon. Unexplained announcements. Unexplained. I don't know the name of our own <laughs> podcast. We no, do know. But we got some cool stuff coming up. Yeah, um,
1: but this week is uh, is back to me for some. Fem splaining, yeah. and uh, before I do that, I really need someone with balls to explain <laughs> to me what I have to talk about.
2: Do they have them? Somebody. Like, is it literal balls or is it just sort of like metaphorical? The, like
1: the metaphoric hootspa? balls that come with being like an Italian white dude <laughs> <laughs>
2: that's from New like, Jersey. That's, from New Jersey. Great. <laughs> I think yes. I can serve exactly that up.
1: Oh good. Perfect. <laughs>
0: <laughs> in a man's Everything's explained. In a man's minute. Tell the ladies what to say in a man's pain minute. Putting one minute on the man. Watch and go. Dollhouse. Who gives a crap? Not me. I didn't even know this was a show. I had to Google it. So from Wikipedia, Dollhouse is an American science fiction television series created by writer and director Joss Sweden Snooze! It premiered on February 13th, 2009 on the Fox Network and was canceled on November 11th, 2009. That can't be right. Let me tell you... Yeah, 2009, less than a year? What bar do you need to clear to get on FemSplained, Splained, I ask you. Man, I'm glad I didn't waste my time on this show. 2009 was a busy year for me. I was doing important things. I was working on my music. I was working on my writing. I was a creative writing minor. Ever hear of it? Yep, I was that guy in class where if you did not write something good, I let you know. A lot of people in class, they're all like, oh, this is, you know, I like the prose and you really use some good words here. And I'm like, no. I'm going to tell you when your writing's bad because my writing's the best. I'm the best writer in class. What were we talking about? Dollhouse. Um, show about dolls. And that's your mansplained minute. So,
1: Francis said whatever Francis said. And the topic is uh, Joss Whedon's dollhouse, which is something really. When you it, say it like a, that,
2: it's like way creepier.
1: Joss Whedon's Dollhouse, it sounds like a place that, yeah, <laughs> that I'm glad Eliza Dushku do that with his name and, and Sarah it. Michelle Geller are stuck inside of. Gross. <laughs> they're, they're trapped and they can't get out. Dollhouse is one of the sh- short-run TV shows that Joss Whedon is responsible for. And we, it's,
2: I'm so sorry to interrupt you. Do we want to introduce the... Like what
1: I think, you know what? Yeah, I think we should really get this out of the way because we're gonna do a couple of episodes of Joss Whedon content. Yes, from either of our perspectives, because Joss Whedon is a strange thing between the two of us. Where between us both, we do like just about everything that he's put out, but we have none of those things in common. No, there's no
2: overlap. We both, yeah, yeah, seem to be super polarized on literally everything he's created. In fact, to my knowledge, the only things that we agree upon are the Buffy movie. correct, And disliking him as a person. Oh, yeah, yeah. (laughs) And not wanting to support him, except that that is what we will be doing over the next few weeks. Yes,
1: we're going to support him, but also drag him a little as well. Great. So I... I wanted to I, – I like talking about Dollhouse because of the things that he's made, I think of, – of his TV shows, mm-hmm. while it's absolutely probably – it's got to be his least popular creation.
2: I think so, yeah. I can't think yeah. of anything else that I, I hear ca- about I, less honestly,
1: often. Yeah. Um, and I think it's the best. I think it's the best one.
2: That's um, insane.
1: <laughs> and I, I know. And I will be – I will be tarred and feathered by every <laughs> Firefly fan who hears this podcast, but I am one of you as well. I am a certified brown coat, and I just i just happen to think that Dollhouse is a better show. So to give it like, yeah. Yeah, sorry. I was going
2: to interrupt you, but then I won't. <laughs> no? Okay. <laughs> I was going to say, why do you think it's better than Firefly? But I feel like that's maybe a topic for either later or the Firefly Episode.
1: <laughs> yeah. Well. All right. So. So. I guess the 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 basic premise of the show is that you know science has evolved to a point where we're able to deprogram and reprogram people's brains to hold different personalities. That of course gets exploited for profit by um, private corporations that are programming people. To at a glance, it starts out that basically they're being programmed for. The personal joys and pleasures of extremely rich people. They're sex robots, as yeah, or or fulfilling some sort of like kind of I don't know secret need of these people. Like like some very wealthy person hires one as like a private detective because they don't want uh, their case to be on the radar of any real police. That makes no sense. <laughs>
2: Why would you not want somebody experienced?
1: No, they are. They're literally the most experienced person that you could possibly ever get. So, these aren't like these aren't, you know, people that are acting like they're they're programming their brains to literally be the person that the the client is trying to hire. So that's the-
2: <laughs> I so I, so I they- get that like your so their personalities are being programmed, but to me a personality program is still can't go as far as someone with, like, 20 years of work experience. You know what I mean? They like,
1: In their memories, they literally have 20 years of work, work experience. Where are these memories coming from? They're being programmed by a sociopath named Topher.
2: But Topher... I don't believe that Topher has that degree of insight into every situation that he can make up 20 years of experience.
1: So that's actually... That's not, so it's not going that way. He's not writing them out. Mm. He's drawing on existing people's scans. This is like, so, all right, so as we go on, we find out that there's like, you know, there's a bigger meta plot there. And the corporation, like the parent company Mm -hmm. that's funding this whole illicit and illegal underground organization is like a major medical research company. Oh, So they have brain scans of like, Hundreds of thousands of people and are using all of those, funneling them, and they're being kind of, like, taken bit by bit and reformed into these as-needed personality types. Okay. So, So this one person is not and could not... Like write up a human being's experience. They're taking these things and mixing them into whatever's needed at the okay. time. They're so making they like people have cocktails. A span of
2: like an old ass private eye.
1: Yeah, and then they just mix other details about their personal life to make them somebody new. Okay. Oh, I think there are some holes in this, but I am at
2: least following.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's uh, it's it's something that starts out as a show that seems like it's going to be kind of a fun episodic romp where mm-hmm. you get to see Elijah Dushku be different people in every episode and she does a fun,
2: you yeah. know, Well, it just a seems range like of a ripoff of Alias.
1: Um, you know what? I heard of it and I never really saw it, so I don't know how different it is. But once you get a few episodes in and the plot takes over,
2: yeah. it's
1: it's an entirely different thing.
2: Okay, so it's not just, like, what are different kinds of weird, memoryless, consequence-free sex fantasies that we can have about Elijah Dushku in different situations?
1: No, yeah, they, they do that for, like, the first three episodes, and then it's an entire—and then the, the plot, the actual plot, kicks in. Okay. Which is that, you know, kind of—there are two, I guess, meta-plots that kind of form together. One is how far would humans go to exploit this technology if it existed? Which is, the answer is the farthest right. that they could possibly take it. Uh, so it's kind of exploring what direction that would go and how it would take place. You know, it would infiltrate politics. It would infiltrate, like, you know, the police yeah. force, you know, like where where it would go
2: and how it would Well, I would just assume would that rise. everybody was one of these robots.
1: Well, I mean, at first, certainly not. But, you know, over the course of time and... You know, making it more commonplace, and um, are we going to have spoilers kind of, in this episode? It's all spoilers. This show came out in 2009. I know. I just
2: want to clarify. <laughs> <So> <laughs> this my, show came out two thousand nine. My guess, based upon nothing, is that the character that's programming everyone is one of these robots.
1: Oh no! Oh, so, damn. so the people, no, the people who are doing this originally are. You know, they're kinda like scientists who think they're on the horizon of something that's amazing and they still sort of believe in what they're doing. They believe that and they've you know, they believe that they're doing something that's good for humanity. So the the people coming in who become the programmable people, they spend five years doing this, and at the end of five years, they're given like boatloads of money. They're given a, like, pre-packaged life to go back to with, like, alibis for the last five years, um, paychecks coming in automatically, an apartment already existing in their name in, like, you know, an upscale neighborhood. Like, they've got – and for the last five years, their family has been receiving paychecks from, like, a, an anonymous donor or whatever. So they've, they do these five years, and then when they're done – extraordinarily rich they don't remember any of this having happened and it's just all sort of neatly packed away like as if it never happened Hmm. and a lot of them are of course of course like exploitable people people who have uh prison sentences coming up that are uh extravagantly long or Hmm. people who have ptsd or some other um you know very complicated and debilitating illness of some kind Mm. and like part of that will be that the programmer will take that bit out Mm. and like fix that while he's in there uh and then you come back and you it's like you don't have that anymore these people think and then on the other side they feel that like you know a lot of these clients are are getting an experience they could never get any other way so they're they feel like even though they're doing something very questionable that they are doing something that's still ultimately an okay thing. Sure. And you know, they've some of them have harder times dealing with it than others, but on the whole that's how they start out. And then as like things become more and more escalated and the company, you know, exploits more and more and things turn and become less and less gray. And I, more and more <laughs> black and white.
2: I'm so glad you said the word gray because I'm sitting here thinking like, this does not feel gray to me. <laughs> like I can, I feel like this is supposed to feel gray, but this only feels shady.
1: It, you know, there are parts that do a good job at, in it, at making it feel very much like it is a gray area.
2: Cause like if you have um, the power to remove people's trauma when they consent to that, like don't. Leverage that shit by making them slaves for five years. Oh, for sure. Okay,
1: but you know <laughs> it's yeah, obviously. Um, but you know it's a it's you know it's a company that provides a service, and this is you know something that they're doing is offering people this up, uh, you know, this like opportunity. Yeah, it's exploitative, but they still. They're still doing something that no other medical institution is doing. And in that way, they feel like they still are doing something that's, like, somewhat good. Sure. <laughs> so, that's, so that's where they start. And then suddenly these, you know, these willing participants become less willing. Things become more forced and... Promises get broken, contracts get broken, etc., cetera, like that. And then you're watching the struggle of these people who, you know, had their excuses as to why this was okay, like that the people were consenting or that the people got compensated extremely well or whatever, you know, they had all of that to back up how they felt. And those things were slowly being eroded one by one and to see at what point different people changed their minds
2: and decided to fight back. Is everybody's so, contract five years regardless of the payoff?
1: It's five years, and, like, the, the as far as I'm aware, the, like, amount of actual, like, f- financial compensation is extreme, it's extremely high. Sure. They don't ever specify if it's literally the same, but it's five years across the board
2: for everyone, mm-hmm. and, like, this huge payout. I feel like it's five years because it's only hot chicks and like five years feels like how long they think Elijah Dushku robot would be hot for.
1: (laughs) (laughs) You know what? It's not, it's there's, you know, it it is a lot of like hot people, dudes and and ladies, mm. but there's also there's also some I don't want to say not hot, but there's you know there's a little bit of they're not all tens a, a diversity, <laughs> I they're all they're all tens in my book, but I mean they're not <laughs> okay. all they're all they're, they're all not all societies. Eliza, they're yeah. all not Eliza Dushku. <laughs> yeah, they're all not size zero Eliza Dushku.
2: I want to accuse you of. Just having Elijah Dushku um, loyalty, but that's because I continue to conflate this countries that the two of you are from. So never mind. Yeah, no. Yes. <laughs> I'm, I mean, I'm not from there either. Well, they have <laughs> that you have a, a cultural affiliation with the atrocities that occurred there. Like she's yes very outspoken with the Albanian genocide, and I get that confused. <laughs>
1: With the army. Yes, yes. Different.
2: Um, they both start with A, though. So well, but I also think you. there's something like in common with your physicalities.
1: Yeah. I. Well, I mean, maybe. I don't know. Yeah. Maybe. I think so. Sure. Oh well, thanks. You're welcome. I like her a lot. So, so, so that's so that's one of the the overarching plots is watching how fast people become corrupt. And then how much pushing it takes to get people to fight back against that Mm. corruption. You know, like, at what point do the people involved who do have a moral compass start feeling like they have to actually take a a stand about it? And Um, this
2: was one season or two seasons?
1: Two seasons.
2: Okay.
1: The other arc going on simultaneously is that one of these programmable people becomes genetically resistant to the wiping of these memories and oh. starts holding on to bits of them at a time and kind of becomes a new person, a person who has multiple people inside of them. Uh,
2: because of the memories?
1: Because the memories are not going away.
2: Is it that one lady who is also on that show? That is the I most fake thing you've I, ever said in your whole life. I know. I really hate it when people <laughs> say shit like that to me. Is the actress who's struggling with the memory issues also one of the characters on Being Human?
1: Nope. And nobody who is on Being Human.
2: Are you sure? Is in this show. Yes. It's that lady who has a very, like, equine face.
1: She's not i i'm gonna be so embarrassed because i love both those shows so much
2: yeah hold on but she has different hair color she's like the vampire love interest and her mom's the head vampire that keeps locking (gasps) her up oh for
1: fuck's sake oh my god i cannot believe i forgot that yes yes she is she's not one of the main yes okay wow is she the one with the memory problems Yes. No, she's not. Uh, It's Eliza Dushku. Yeah.
2: Oh. (laughs) Yeah, she's the main character. I thought there was some kind of issue with that one, that the being human actress, like, was having some kind of complication in Dollhouse. I only saw a couple episodes, but it was, like, where she had a boyfriend that she was supposed to forget or something.
1: No. So her her issue is going to lead us to where my issues with Joss Whedon... Lie, oh, uh, <laughs> only because, one. <laughs> yeah, no, no. But in this in this show in particular, yeah, I think he does a really good job. But I think he he showed his Joss Whedon-ness with this character in particular. Okay, this is where his like his his fatal flaws as a writer come out. Oh, Jesus. Um, yeah, but she's fantastic. Mm-hmm. She's also wow. Oh, she's so fantastic in being human. I can't believe I forgot. She's wonderful. She's definitely, like, part of the core, you know, cast of characters, but her character almost has one of the coolest stories. It's um, kind of this, you know, over... This arc is part of where we start to really see, like, the moral ambiguity hit some of the people that work in the dollhouse because she came to the dollhouse not... She's one of the only ones that came without signing a contract, and it was because she was so heavily schizophrenic that oh. she could not. And so she was sent there by, like, her
2: doctors, her team of doctors. That is the worst and, condition to have sent to the dollhouse.
1: Yeah. So what had happened was she was she was supposed to stay for five years, and in the meantime Topher, you know, played with her scans and cured her schizophrenia, and... She was gonna get out and be healthy again. That's not how that works.
2: Even when, in the future,
1: yes. When. Yeah. when, when, her story is revealed to be true, it is revealed that the doctor who sent her there had intentionally made her schizophrenic with by like basically kidnapping and poisoning her uh, with with heavy medications, made her schizophrenic so that when the, you know, dollhouse saw this opportunity to do, you know, breakthrough psychological care, it was all a lie. So when, you know, this is revealed, suddenly you now have a character who not only didn't come there on their own volition, isn't actually benefiting from it at all, is not getting cured of anything, is just getting, like, unfucked, uh, from mm. the you know, act of poisoning and that the doctor who did it is a part of the parent organization medical group uh. that owns this facility and so he's able to get away with it
2: so to speak. What was his motivation like, for doing this? His motive, I will give you one guess. Because he wanted to hide the fact that he was sexually abusing her? It's my one guess. Okay, great. (laughs) Okay. My other guess Um, was because he wanted them to get money for seeming to be able to cure schizophrenic people and they needed a schizophrenic person to experiment on. But but that didn't quite feel sexually exploitative enough.
1: Yeah. So, you know, in her normal, like, life beforehand, he met her and fell, you know, infatuated with her and wanted her to, you know sleep with him and she said no. And so he enacted a plan involving mass conspiracy and probably millions of dollars to imprison, drug, and then sell her to a corporation under false pretenses to cure her, an organization that would simultaneously allow him to rent her every once in a while. Oh, that's, okay. Mm -hmm. It
2: wasn't really making Mm -hmm. sense for me, like, what the long-run goal was of this, but that actually does make sense. Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't it just be better to use all of the weird brain technology he has access to to, like, permanently make her be with him?
1: He eventually does do that. Oh. Oh. When, so, so essentially what happens is this is one of those tipping points. The, like, the woman who who runs the dollhouse, who's played by Olivia Williams, she's amazing. When she finds this out, mm-hmm. she brings this guy in and tells him that you know, basically tells him off, tells him he's a a, a not, rapist he's and it's not scumbag. very nice. Says, yeah, says you're not, you know, says this is never happening. You're not doing business here ever again, and you know we won't we won't you know allow you to continue this. And in retaliation for because of his, like, connection to this parent organization, just to basically say, like, you can't tell that to me. Yeah. He does, and insists that she gets sent to him permanently. And the organization says yes to this.
2: We should have just done that in the first place.
1: They were, you know, it's one of those things where this is like a boiling pot of water, where Mm -hmm. the corruption starts in a not good, but still a place where people can, like, on the surface, see some sort of normalcy. Yeah. So this is, you know, that was one of those stories. I actually think, weirdly enough, despite the fact that I get angry about any time that sexual assault is used as a plot device ever, I think that this would not have actually bothered me because I thought it was a storyline done really well and I think it's something that would definitely happen. Mm. I think that some douchebag with a lot of money would absolutely... Do something that horrific to a woman just for not having sex with them. Yeah, uh, I think that part is extremely believable, and I think that the way that they resolve it is extremely unique. Uh, in that she is the, it's a decision that's made independently of the organization. It's the first time anyone dissents to the organization, mm-hmm. uh, and the programmer, instead of. Programming her with what he's instructed, he secretly puts her original personality back in, mm. so that she can defend herself. Mm. And, and she does, and then you know it's kind of a that's where the plot escalates. Is she still trapped but, though, or she kill him? No, she kills him. Okay, good. Yeah, yeah. Uh, so I think that it's handled really well from for a storyline like that. Mm-hmm. My problem with it is that this is the second time in this very short series that this exact same character's entire plot revolves around her being sexual assaulted. Oh. So it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like with uh, a different guy
2: situation,
1: a different person, in like one season? in the first season, in the first season, oh, it's okay. a different guy. It has not. Yeah. It's just like I feel like he came up with this better story later, and was oh, just like, "Oh, yeah. let's do that one," you know, like <laughs> yeah, yeah, um, you know. So it that's the part that's very Joss Whedon, very annoying. Um, Joss Whedon does uh, like but,
2: unnecessary sexual assault.
1: Yeah, exactly. And I think that the second one, being a very interesting and unique story telling tool, gets diminished because it's just that he's already done this to this exact same character already yeah. for no reason the first right. season. So,
2: yeah. But it's the second season that all that goes down. That's interesting. Yes. Yeah. Um, so again, I've seen only a couple episodes and they were not in order, and so I was very confused. But one of the <laughs> yeah. episodes I saw was like, I had no idea what the fuck was going on because it seemed like all of a sudden for no reason there was time travel happening. Mm-hmm. Probably not, or like there's time. level, no like, but there was like forward time skipping happening, or like you. I wonder if you
1: saw the like epilogue episodes. Maybe,
2: but I was just the, like, I have no idea how we got to this point. But now it seems like the whole world is dystopian. Like,
1: yes, you watched the. So here's what happened. Okay. So you know how? Do you know? You know what happened with Firefly years earlier?
2: That it was canceled.
1: <laughs> that it was that it was that Fox aired it out of order oh they, no yeah that's why it got canceled it got no viewership because the first episode that aired was the fifth episode of the show where all the characters knew each other already and everything was established how, and nobody knew what the fuck was going on how could that and been? then they because fuck just
2: there's no way that was just an accident
1: I know right that's what I
2: feel like uh, how many but, shows have aired across time and history
1: in the right has fucking that order. Ever. Exactly. So they air all the episodes out of order. The viewership just goes so low, uh, t- you know, despite it actually, you know, having such a popularity later.
2: I just so thought it, it was on canceled. the wrong Network, which I guess it was. <laughs> yeah, it was. But now um, I feel so like maybe, like, it was Righteous Justice and Joss Whedon had been a real creep show against somebody. And they were like, huh, surprise, your episodes are coming out in the wrong word. <laughs> it
1: could be, but so so that gets canceled, and Joss had like this whole plan right. for a couple of seasons. With the, so the first season, like it's kind of this like, there's this long slow draw to the plot, mm-hmm. like to the meta plot, right? And then this, and then the series ends abruptly, and there's no ending, right? Because of that, Dollhouse, Joss did something. Like a contingency plan, and wrote the ending like ahead of time, oh. and had those filmed and ready to go just in case.
2: <laughs> well, okay, so I don't blame
1: him for that.
2: <laughs> yeah, but they were. But also then he
1: surprisingly, yeah, he surprisingly got a second season, right? So but like he, still, he was,
2: very, I think he still needed at least a third season to get to that epilogue.
1: No, they 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 did a great job with the second season mm. leading perfectly into it. Yeah, it. It would have made absolutely no sense if it had just been the first season and then those episodes. <laughs> okay. Uh, but he had them just in case. Okay. <laughs> you know, just to at least give us something. And that's where we get Felicia Day. I see you. <laughs> I see you making that face. <laughs> that what did Felicia, Felicia Day thing. bring to the show? Uh, an amazing crying face. She's uh, She's got the best crying
2: face I've ever seen. Um,
1: that's,
2: she's no, she's, not, a, she's no Claire Danes.
1: Oh, yeah, no, you're right. Claire Danes does have a great crying face. <laughs> but
2: Felicia Day can is also allowed to have a
1: good Felicia face. Felicia Day has one, and it, Natalie Portman. I cannot look at them by cry crying. By good, do we mean,
2: like, ugly? Like, goes all yeah, in? Yeah,
1: I mean, like, it looks what painful. What do you mean, by good? And that it makes oh. me want
2: to cry looking at it. I think it has to be—definitely has to be a little ugly.
1: Yes, for sure.
2: It. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So what's Felicia Day crying about? So with the apocalypse, it's sad. Why— so why the fuck is this? Does the <laughs> apocalypse come from this? I feel like that is so overblown.
1: Really, you think that people being able to have the ability to reprogram human beings without their consent—well, the scale would not lead it, to the apocalypse. I mean, yes,
2: lead to, but I don't feel like this—the scale at which they're doing it across seasons one and two—like it seems like a it's that a escalated ten year jump. quickly meme. It's a ten-year jump, but like from the the end of season two, it's a ten-year jump. But it's all the same characters. Like I feel like over those ten years, it would be like totally different people involved in the apocalypse of this technology. It would be international. The corporation would have gotten huge. It would be like the Matrix. Everybody's in weird pods.
1: Well, it it, so it is. It is that like it. Well, it's been it's been international. Mm. Like in seasons
2: one and two, it's already international. I guess maybe the 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 epilogue also just seemed really low budget to me and that was part of the problem. They're just like it's all happening in an office building and they're just telling us it's the apocalypse. I, Is that accurate? I think I think no.
1: Okay. Definitely not. That's my perception. But I do think I do think it's a little bit low budget for what they wanted, but mm. it definitely you know, there are definitely a lot of, you know, fire in the streets kind of scenes but mm-hmm. I think that I do think that it was filmed preemptively okay like I think that that's part of why it maybe looks a little uh grittier
2: and that's where yeah. Felicia Day first comes in or is she in the show
1: she's not in the show no this is 10 years later and it's just kind of following like a couple of people who are trying to survive and I like hate coming it. up sorry on I hate it them. it was
2: too jarring it was not it was too much of a jump <laughs>
1: But you, those are the
2: only episodes you saw. Yeah, but it feels so it feels right. It feels right to me that you can't have two whole seasons in the present tense and then just, like, a 10-year job. It's an epilogue. No, it feels too self-important. <laughs> what does that mean? I don't, yeah, I don't know if I feel like they earned the ability to ruin the entire world. With they these, like, did. very, like, deep interpersonal one-on-one Repercussions of everything, which seemed to be the scope of it, to then be like the whole world now suffers.
1: Well, I mean, the things so some of the things that are happening like before we get there Mm -hmm. are that like they've changed, they've invented new ways to use the technology. Okay. So whereas, like, you had to take one person, kind of do surgery on them to make their them, like, applicable to it. Mm-hmm. And then, you know, do this thing one by one. Over time, they sort of manipulated, like, they've got these houses all over the world. And they have each of the scientists working on different parts that come together to make something that allows them to do this to anyone mm. on the street without, you know, like... So there are are things that, yeah, just and that didn't seem like a red flag
2: for the scientists.
1: It was, yeah, but so so that was that was another one of those uh, things. But what it what they had done to keep it like as quiet for as long as possible was they were having each scientist in each of these globally located houses Mm -hmm. working on a part of it. You know, like one small project that, when put together created this thing. Okay. So there was that. And it's and just all like the there was so much money aspect. that they didn't.
2: Oh, I was going to say, so there's, they had too much money for the government to be a part of this, I guess.
1: They, they imprinted politicians in like oh. all the major, like, uh, you know, world cities. But to what um, end? Just greed? Like there's no like, ha end game. No. So they, the end game is that once the technology exists, the, Knowledge that it exists and that it will be exploited caused these people to rush to have the most control over it. Because if you're not in control over it and someone else gets that control, you have no way of protecting yourself from it. So, you know, so these people trying to stay in power are trying to stay in power because specifically because they know that if anyone else does their, you know, their brains might as well be forfeit.
2: I like how much we've talked about Dollhouse, and at no point has Elijah Dushku mattered <laughs> to the plot. Seemingly, no. in <laughs>
1: fact, so uh, her her plot matters because her genetic ability to resist being wiped and being imprinted mm-hmm. uh, is what these is what these like CEOs wanted her for. Uh-huh. They wanted her for that because they think that she can be used to make a vaccine against it. Like that uh-huh. they could study what it is about her genetics that blocks it from happening and that way they could stay in control, abuse this all they want, and completely be protected from it happening to them. Okay. So that's that's part of it. And then, you know, also she's Eliza Dushku The show though, like really showcases one actor in particular who's not done in nearly enough work mm. uh, since then. It's this guy named Enver Jogatch. That's not and real. And I think I'm saying that right.
2: No? <laughs> that just doesn't sound it might, real. <laughs> it's It's a name I don't know how to pronounce. I believe that you he... are pronouncing it correctly. I just don't think that it sounds like a real name
1: probably right. So he plays one of the other dolls in the house and his ability to transform into all of these different roles is like, it's it's so immersive and so convincing hmm. um, and that, that he steals every scene that he's in. And I have, I, it makes me very frustrated that I don't see him in literally every movie now.
2: Huh. So he's... He's one of the dolls. Here I was thinking they were all girls.
1: No, no. There's like a 50-50 split of like men and women in the the dollhouse.
2: Is he the love interest?
1: He is a love interest
2: to a character. Oh, but not Eliza Dushku.
1: No. Eliza Dushku has the most boring love interest in the entire show because Joss Whedon always has to write the most boring male protagonist of all time. He writes it every single time. He can't write them. He can write male anti-heroes all he wants as long as he lives, but he cannot write a lawful good male protagonist. Can't do it.
2: Is it because, like, what? why would we need a lawful good male protagonist? Like, that's what no, pl- the world has no, already given because, us?
1: No, it's because he he doesn't know how to write good characters That are firm in their opinions, I think. And, like, Mm -hmm. you know, he can write anti heroes who kind of, you know, go with the plot and make controversial choices and have moral grays. But to write a character that is just good all the time, he can't do it interestingly. And that's why we get Simon
2: Tam, and that's why we get fucking paul in dollhouse can you give me an example of a time it's done well outside of joss whedon because i've always just found that inherently boring
1: um captain america joss whedon did not write captain america so he does not get credit for that but captain america is a dynamic character that's good all the time has a strict set of rules that he believes in that are good He's absolutely. I don't an interesting, think he's dynamic.
2: I think he's love, okay. only interesting because he's like born sexy yesterday. I don't think it's because he's dynamic. I think it's just that there's so much. Do you much think le- he's born sexy yesterday? He I don't, is literally I don't born know, sexy yesterday. <laughs> no,
1: because he's he's a he's an adult human being by the time that he gets frozen, frozen
2: in the 1950s. It's like blast right. from the past.
1: Yeah, but okay. Blaster in the Past is Born Sexy Yesterday because he literally does not get to age in a normal environment. Captain America is not Born Sexy Yesterday because he ages like a normal person. He's got culture shock. He's not emotionally but dumb, his, which is his, what Born Sexy Yesterday requires. His
2: like unique culture shock stalls his development socially at like the most naive moment in culture like you know what i mean like the purest like pleasantville-esque uh i don't know i don't know if i'm coming down for him him being more sexy yesterday even amongst his peers in the 50s it seems like he was kind of a little bit of a pure baby well
1: that's just that's him being a pure baby because he's he's innocent like he's and he's good yeah so he was born yesterday
2: and he's sexy and he's a baby, but he, <laughs> but he was not. He, he was not born yesterday.
1: That's he's missing that crucial part. I think mean, he was born. He just culturally he just time yesterday. traveled. He just time traveled. Otherwise, all instances of time travel would be a born sexy
2: yesterday. I would it, argue that to- being thawed was a type of rebirth, and at that moment, <laughs> he was like it was his Melfina moment. We don't know how long Melfina was alive before she thawed in that suitcase but she came out yeah a big dumb sexy she baby he came
1: out like a dumb sexy baby <laughs> captain america did not come out a dumb sexy baby he just came out confused i think he came out and like a dumb, with sexy all baby. of his adult beliefs and all of his experiences still like up in his noggin
2: but all those experiences Nobody are had to anchored teach him. in like world war 2 black and white good evil right
1: cuz he's a time traveler he's not I don't, I don't think this counts as Born Sexy Yesterday. Going I don't I'll, know. Listeners. I'm going to die on this
2: hill. <laughs> <laughs> the moment he saw he was let Born us know. Sexy Yesterday. <laughs> <laughs> okay.
1: All right. I'm going to make you look at some of these characters from Dollhouse so we could play a little... FMK. FMK. All right. So I'm going to have you look the main... We're going to do the dolls because the dolls are, you know, supposed to be all... Shaxi. Okay. So you're gonna you're gonna look up Sierra, which is Deacon Lockman's character. Yeah. You're gonna look up November and you're gonna look up November. Whiskey.
2: The, November's not coming up. Fuck whiskey. <laughs> Do you have something against Amy I Acker? Hate <gasps> Amy Acker's Why? character
1: on Angel. Oh my god. Alright, I guess all right, we're gonna have to we're gonna have to deal with
2: that, I guess. <laughs> I mean maybe and then you're I not finding- just hate. Angel, she's all right in Cabin in the Woods, and I don't yeah. know anything else she ever did ever. Um, but I, I, I just can't unsee her. in Angel, maybe. Yeah, it might not have been that she was bad. An Angel, it might just be that Angel is bad. Um, all right, who's November? I'm not seeing that one come up.
1: Uh, her name is Miracle Lori. <laughs> her real name. Her real name is His Mir- oh, Miracle
2: Lori. Wow, this looks like everyone I ever went to high school with.
1: Um. So, so those
2: are the three. The three. Um, main lady dolls that aren't Eliza Dushku. I have no memory of Miracle Laurie, and like that personality is kind of important. Wait, it's those three.
1: Ugh. So Miracle Laurie, she's she plays um, Melly. She's like a secret sleeper. So like, uh, whenever they say a code word, she turns into like a violent assassin.
2: All right, that's uh, but cool. when
1: she's not a violent assassin, she is like hopelessly in love with the the dude, stupid male protagonist oh, who's the- stupid.
2: Oh. The boring one that Joss Whedon can't write. Okay, Paul. so let's yeah. say, kill Amy Acker, just so I don't have to deal with forming a real opinion about her. <laughs> uh, I want to marry Sierra, but I'm, like, worried about the schizophrenia, and I'm, like, worried about forcing her to marry me out of control. Well, she's not actually schizophrenic, so <laughs> that's... Okay. It's just, like, she's got a lot of trauma, so I feel kind of uncomfortable marrying her. Um, not because I don't want to yeah. marry someone with trauma but because I just, I don't know about the consent implications of this FMK um, yeah and then let's, whatever <laughs> one is left uh, for Miracle Lori, F
1: yeah, you're gonna you're fuck her, okay um, my answer is that I I kill November I I uh, I bang Sierra and I marry Whiskey alright I'm, I'm sure she's got a real
2: article. I'm sure she's just, like, she's, nervous all the time. She's
1: a little... She is very <laughs> nervous all the time. And she's... She's got... She's... She's... A, yeah. Anyway. Uh... What all if, right. Okay. And so then... The boys. Yeah. The boys. So Victor... Yeah. Is... Played by Enver Jogaj.
2: Yeah. Gojack. Whatever. He's not my type.
1: Alpha is Alan Tudyk. Uh... Okay. Who else? Uh, Look for Topher Brink.
2: I'm gonna say, fuck Topher Brink. Kill Victor and marry Alpha. Just because, like, he, I, he's in so many different Joss Whedon things that I just can't imagine that his character isn't the same as it is in Firefly. Oh, it's
1: so not. He's, uh, he's a a sociopath with, um, with like, like multiple multiple personalities.
2: All right, so we'll kill him. Acts. Yeah. Yeah. And f- f- Mary Topher and fuck Victor?
1: Mm.
2: Topher is the only one of these That's... people that I actually want to have sex with. Yeah, same. Oh,
1: oh it's that yeah.
2: guy. Sorry, I, I just clicked on him. I didn't realize he was the guy in Cabin in the Woods because his picture looks so different.
1: Yeah, I definitely yeah. want to marry him. He's like shaggy. Yeah, I love him. Yeah, a lot. he's the best. Okay. <laughs> I'm glad we're on the same page Good. with that. I
2: don't like, I'm not excited about fucking Victor, but I'm sure it's fine.
1: Okay, and then I want to do one more, and it's with like the 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 people who are like at the top.
2: Well, so far Elijah Dushu hasn't even come up yet again. No, we're <laughs> gonna ignore
1: her, uh, and we're gonna do Adele DeWitt. Hold on, who's that? Who's Olivia Williams?
2: Oh, okay, yeah. Mm-hmm.
1: We're gonna do Lawrence Dominic Reed Diamond.
2: Oh, you look Is that old guy? Well,
1: these are all three of these are that I'm giving you are like. Around the same age, oh okay, so uh, right, so Adele uh, oh and Boyd Langton.
2: I mean, I'm gonna marry Olivia Williams because she's in Rushmore. mm-hmm uh, the other two are totally interchangeable. I have no opinions about them. let's see Just that one and then this one. all right, let's say well, that one went to Juilliard. Where's this one go to college <laughs> <laughs>
1: You're you're looking at their their credentials to see.
2: <laughs> oh, um, the uh, Boyd Langdon grew up near my grandparents, so let's fuck that guy and then kill Reed <laughs> Diamond. Reed Diamond was in the lead for a second because he went to Juilliard, but I don't mm-hmm, know a lot of other mm-hmm. people who are from Quigley. <laughs> yeah, I
1: I um, am I, I, I kill Boyd. I I fuck Lawrence Dominic and I marry Adele Dewitt. Why are you killing Boyd? Um, because in the show, he turns out to be, like, the big bad. Well, what does another Diamond Whedon too? No, nah, he's good. Oh. He's a, he's a misdirect.
2: He's a big ol' misdirect. Oh, I see, I see. Well, I don't, yeah. Yeah. Well, all right, well, then I'll fuck Reed Diamond, even though he's got a yeah. porn star it's name. Yeah, it's another, it's I, it's such a porn star name. Actually, maybe uh, that is. I'll we'll just Joss say that's Weedon why thing. I'll fuck him, is because of the porn star name. Yeah, duh. Um, you need to do Joss one Sweden with Elijah thing. goddamn Dushku. <laughs>
1: all right. One with Eliza Dushko. All right. So let's say, all right, well, let's, Echo, which is Eliza Dushko. Yeah.
2: I think you should do the Joss Whedon alum. So um, Ooh, Echo. Okay. Yeah. Uh, I mean, Alex, Alexis Denisoff is coming up for me, uh, but I don't know who he is, but he's also an alum. I don't know what his character is. Do you know oh, who I'm talking about? Yes.
1: D- yes. Daniel Perrin. He is an alum. He's okay. he's
2: a, a frequenter.
1: So him, so, Dushku, so,
2: and either Whiskey or Alan Tudyk. It's up to you. Uh, which one's the third?
1: Actually, here's what I think the alum should be. I think the alum should be Summer Glau. The fuck is that? Summer Glau is also in Firefly and she's, I think, it, oh, she's, uh, uh, I don't know. She's a well, she's not on stuff. my cast lineup. She, <laughs> she's Bennett Halverson. Oh, now I gotta type. I know. I'm so sorry. I'm doing this to you. Alan Tudyk, Summer Glau, and Eliza Dushku. The the Joss Whedon.
2: Well, University I don't. You graduates. gotta replace Alan Tudyk, Tudyk. Can't can't hold up in this. He can't. Oh, no, not with how. Uh, he cannot hold up against Elijah Dushku and Summer Glau. Obviously, he's going He gonna absolutely... Die. No, I
1: kill Elijah Dushku. I, what? I fuck Summer Glau and I marry
2: Ellen Tudyk. <laughs> well, that's insane. That's absolutely insane. Well, you know, just... I'm going to kill Summer Glau and fuck Elijah Dushku. Well, that's not true. That's not what I'm going to do. I'm just trying to be petty. I'm going to fuck Elijah Dushku and marry Summer Glau. Even though River Tam was the her. character that I unconditionally killed when we had that ultimate FMK quiz that I made. <laughs> yeah. You did kill her. You, you perma-killed her. Well, that's because I just hate River Tam so much.
1: <laughs> <laughs> well, that's, that's for another, that is another for, that episode. That literally is I'm, for another episode. Because we are going to go back and forth and figure out One, we're just going to fight about (laughs) which Joss Whedon shows deserve our love. Yes. And then I think at the end, I think we should have, like, we should have, like, a March Madness-style Joss Whedon bracket and decide.
2: Well, that's what I agree. But, like, what's the deciding factor? Is it, like, who made a more compelling argument in the case of the episode? Or is it just, like, what fans agree that they like versus don't prefer? Like, what... I
1: have no idea at all but I'm I still think we should do it I just don't know
2: let's do it as brackets it so let's do it like that you did this one and then I'll do one next week and then people need to vote on which one moves forward and then we'll do two other okay. ones and people vote so we'll do brackets like that alright does that make sense Excellent. Joss I mean Wheaton except is that really I only have on trial here I'm gonna have to like make up ones to do for to, for the bracket thing to work or you have to
1: actually, like, watch stuff that Joss Whedon has made.
2: I have watched all of the things. Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> I am also, I don't know if it is uh, substantive enough for a full episode, but I'd really like it if you could do my least favorite Joss Whedon thing, that fucking thing. <laughs> um, that Neil Patrick Harris Dr. Harville? Yes. <laughs> I absolutely will. I also just rewatched that. <laughs> I don't know if that can be, like, a whole femme-splained episode, but God, I just hate I it I absolutely than
1: anything.
2: can do it. I will 100% do it. <laughs> okay. So, so, all right,
1: Avalon, would you watch, like, one non-epilogue episode of Dollhouse for your homework? One non-what? Non-epilogue. So not the apocalypse yeah, episodes.
2: For sure. Like, are you okay. going to tell me which one, Good. or am I just going to fucking randomly watch one and hope? Just like the first episode. Oh, 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 okay, yeah. Sorry, I misunderstood <laughs> what the assignment was going to be. Okay, yeah. Yeah, no, just watch the pilot. I mean, first you just want to watch the pilot because the pilots show. are shitty. I,
1: I know that when I ask you to watch the pilot, you often go above and oh. beyond in your homework assignments. Yeah, so, I tried to trick you about the same the- way
2: with Supernatural, but you didn't fall for it. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'm sorry <laughs> no it's fine it's like 400 hours
1: yeah that's really all it is is the dauntingness of <laughs> yeah. it all although that didn't stop you with critical roles so I don't know true, I don't have an excuse
2: it was mostly because I was just listening to it at the gym and it just flew by but yeah I think that that's sounds true. good yeah. Uh, and I guess so what's the listener participation part, despite the fact that at the top of this episode, we said they were not allowed to be involved.
1: The listener participation part is to watch fucking Dollhouse because none of you did.
2: <laughs> and
1: oh. that's a problem. I guess. None of you did it. All right. So and it's watch
2: Dollhouse yeah. in anticipation of ranking it against whatever Joss Whedon thing I do next week. And yeah.
1: Yes. We're. Yeah. And then we'll after that episode comes out, we will start the definitely not March Madness. Yeah. The Joss Madness. The Joss
2: Madness. There we go. We've been trying to brand this. Joss Madness. There yeah. it is. <laughs> Ugh,
1: the Joss Madness. We <laughs> yeah, okay. finally Joss got Joss there.
2: Okay. okay. Um well make sure you hashtag Joss Madness across all of our social media platforms. I will. Um can't wait to I'm at Josh,
1: but you do it too, Diana. hate. I will do okay. it. All right. So while you're waiting for that to happen, listeners, where you can find us is on Spotify, iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher,
2: Podbean, and wherever podcasts are podcasts. Yep, everywhere you consume podcasts, you sh- you can find us. Um, we're making a little bit of a comeback in case you haven't noticed, so do you please feel free to to spread the word and share with friends and stuff. If you think that they would be interested in being listeners.
1: And then you can also watch us play D and D and do other stuff on twitch.tv slash yeah, or on YouTube at Femsplain podcast. You can talk to us on Twitter at Femsplaincast cast or Instagram
2: Femmesplain podcast. Absolutely. Uh, if you're in the New York area and you would like, a uh, somebody to come run some kind of role playing game for you and your pals and or your kiddos. Uh, get in touch with Diana at Adventures Wanted. Uh, I think you could find her mm-hmm. primarily on Facebook, right? Even though I think yep. that you should make separate uh, accounts across all platforms because I think that that's a good idea. Well, even if it's I annoying, will. I feel like you can you can post content a lot that's very geared towards that. That'll get your business hype in.
1: Maybe, maybe, I, yeah, yeah. yeah. And maybe I accidentally linked my Instagram to the Facebook page, so I don't know if I can. <laughs> you um, can, but yes. But, uh, yeah, so find us there. Send us your stuff. Yeah. If you are a Dollhouse fan out there, please connect with me because I'm so lonely out here. Uh, even the rest of the Whedonverse doesn't want me. So it's true. Uh <laughs> So hit me up, and um, (laughs) definitely keep sending us all of
2: your Femsplain fan art. That's definitely been my favorite part of this podcast. It's like the coolest email that we ever get (laughs) um, to our Gmail account. I really love all of the fan art we're getting, especially all the fan art we're getting for our um, Neverland D and D, which uh, yeah streams live every other Tuesday. So, yeah, just keep that fan art coming because I really love it.
1: Keep it coming. (laughs) It's what gets Avalon hard at night. So, can you please send it to us? (laughs) (laughs) Oh, my God. Okay. Well, then, Avalon, what are you doing after this? Um,
2: You know, I have intentions, but I don't necessarily think those are the things I'm going to do. What are you doing after this? Oh, good. (laughs) Uh, I don't know. I'm gonna go smooch a boy. Oh, very nice. Just any yeah. old boy. Mm-hmm. Just any old boy. I'm just gonna go outside and start, start shouting. <laughs> <laughs> See what happens. Well, yep. Have fun with that, and you listeners also have fun with all of your uh, respective smooching endeavors. Yeah.
0: <laughs> Bye. Bye. Very <laughs> <laughs> <All right>, clear. <laughs>